0: Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified.
1: Welcome to Life Simplified. If you've been with us so far this month in February, you know that we've been talking about all things heart. And so we're going to continue with that trend today. Um, Our topic is going to be on mental health and heart disease and how those kind of interplay with one another. And so, just to get us started, before I, I put any research out here, we discuss any kind of facts or figures. I just wanted to throw it out here to you, ladies. Have you ever even really considered how your mental health and your heart health are related?
0: Only in the last few months, because I've been super stressed. We talked about in the last episode that I have been super stressed trying to figure out what we're going to eat and how we're going to make lifestyle changes, which, like I said, not that I felt like anything was just over the top, but just... I'm going to go all in with just about whatever. So, I really stressed myself out and I think some very wise individuals that may be sitting here with me were reminded me that if I'm stressing myself out, then I am not being healthy and that's not good for my heart either.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: So, I think a little bit about it um when it comes to exercising because when I'm stressed or I feel just very overwhelmed. I mean, I do have a toddler, so that happens, you know, often. Mm -hmm. Um, I just need to go for a walk or just get outside and just kind of change the environment. So I think... I can kind of feel it. Yeah, I've never really been like, oh, my mental health's not a good state right now. I can just mm-hmm. be like, you know what? I can just physically feel I need a break.
1: Yeah, so you can actually feel the combination of like, okay, my stress is higher than than normal, and when I'm go- physically active, I feel better. So I know that my body and my mental state really are connected, but maybe not ever dug deeper into that. Right. Yeah.
3: Well, for myself, I'm kind of like with Ashley, but not on the lifestyle change like for her husband. But as for my dad, um, me and my sister take care, take care of him and take him to his heart appointments, you know, doctor's appointments, because it's out of our county and um, of the stress of that, making sure he is where he needs to be. He is doing what he is supposed to be doing, you know. So I look at it and that aspect. And then I sometimes have to step back. You know, mm-hmm. because it gets so stressful. And then my brother has been sick this past year also with several different um, illnesses. And his heart was one of them, too. So we're not I don't take care of myself like I should because I'm stressing about them. So I have definitely for the last year and a half, two years myself,
1: we discussed on several different episodes there's definitely a connection between our physical health and our emotional health. And so we know that. But thinking about heart disease this month, you know, when I was thinking about what are we going to discuss um, on my episode this month, how can I, I dig in with this? I was thinking about, like, like some of you all, family members who have struggled with heart conditions. And so my father had surgery on his heart a couple years ago. And I have a good friend who just recently had heart surgery. And so seeing how there's been that give and take in their mental and physical health, you know, I thought there, there might be something more here. And so I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. And I did. I, I've done quite a bit of research this week. And it's some interesting stuff. So, I want to kind of share a little bit with you all, but give me some feedback on your thoughts because I think when I start digging deeper, like I have these light bulb moments, but then I also am like, I didn't, I would have never considered some of these things. So, just to get us started, you know, we're talking about heart disease, and what I want to put out there is like, it is the leading cause of death for both men and women. So, this is like, Universal. This is everybody. So whether it is a family member or friend, like some of us have experiences with, or it is ourselves, like this, this reaches everyone. So men and women both struggle with this. But then looking at the mental health side, depression was named the leading cause of disability worldwide. Okay, that's huge. So that we're not even just talking about the United States here. We're talking about worldwide with more than 300 million people suffering from depression. And that's just depression. So we're just talking about this one avenue of mental health conditions. So we know that they're both a big deal. So it's worth discussing. It's worth digging into. And, and I will say um, for today, I, I pulled a lot of my research from Mental Health America, which is a resource we, we've dealt with before. And then also from the CDC. And, there, and there's a couple other things, American Heart Association, American Psychological Association, but all of this stuff is coming from this and it will be referenced in the show notes. So if you're listening to us, you can get all these statistics and information. You'll be able to find that. Digging into the correlation between heart disease and mental health, there's a, definitely a relationship there and there's multitude of different reasons why. So one of the things they pointed out is tobacco use. So we know that tobacco use is a major risk factor for heart disease. I think that's pretty common knowledge. I think, I think we might have discussed it in our other episode. Ashley, did you bring it up last week? I don't remember. I think briefly. but okay.
0: we focused more on the
1: like a nutrition, the, the nutrition, and, yeah. lifestyle okay. changes. So we know like tobacco is an issue, but also what we know is that there's a higher prevalence of tobacco use in adults who are suffering from mental illness because it's a form of coping. And so simply like that one factor alone, because they're more likely to utilize tobacco products, that increases the risk for heart disease right there. And so that's a correlation. Like it doesn't even have to have anything to do with genetics with that. It's just, we know this and we know this. And so one's gonna affect the other. So I thought that was interesting.
0: That's not something that I would have put Mm -mm. together. That's I think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, I think it was, you know, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense because we know this factor and we know this factor. It makes sense. It would go together. Mm -hmm. But we don't always connect those dots, I think. So I think that was interesting to note. The next one that I found was stress. And so, you know, Amanda, you were just talking about stress. Clearly, we, that's something we all face every day. And even the, the happy stress, the youth stress, you know, those good things still affect our body and it doesn't know the difference. So, stress definitely um, plays a role. And we know that stress hormones like cortisol increase when we feel stress over and over again um, without relief. And we know that those hormones affect our risk for heart problems. And so that's an that's an issue. We also know that stress um, is connected to a variety of mental health conditions. So again, you see that correlation, like we know this goes with this, we know this goes with that. And we know that unmanaged stress leads to an increase in high blood pressure in arterial damage in irregular heart rhythms in a weakened immune system. So These stress levels, they're going to affect our heart health. And someone who is facing and struggling with a mental health condition is going to have elevated stress, more so than even just your everyday person. So, again, makes perfect sense when you think about it, but we don't always make those connections.
0: Well, I think when we're thinking about heart health, we put a lot of emphasis, like we talked about last week, on the nutrition. We specifically talked about nutrition, a little bit physical activity, but that's what we think about. We're not thinking about these factors.
1: Yeah, no, I think we're we're thinking about those what physical things, those choices that mm-hmm. we're making, the exercise choices, that what we're eating, those type things. Um, and I think those are the things, and we'll talk about here, that Yes, they contribute, and yes, doing the healthier version of those can help alleviate symptoms and help improve health. But they may not necessarily be the first cause. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot at play, and sometimes we forget that that so many other factors are involved, um, in things like this. And there was actually a part in this mental health America. Research that said people with depression and no history of heart disease actually develop heart disease at higher rates than the general population. So, I think that that's, that's knowledge we need to have. Mm-hmm. So, if you are, are struggling with depression, but you have no family history of heart disease, you have nothing in your background just because that's something that you're facing, that is elevating your chances your risks of heart disease and i don't think that we would have realized how big of a role that that plays
3: i don't think that's talked enough no um i've been with my dad for many years with his heart disease and stuff like that and been many doctor's appointments and that's not talked about on my end you know it Mm. may be talked about from other doctors and that but it's not talked enough that depression and stress and all these other leading things cause that too. You may not have no heart disease in your family, but then this, you can have it though.
1: Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm so glad that you said that because actually um, in my notes and in the research, it said that exact same thing. It said that one of the problems is, is individuals who are, are struggling with heart disease are not educated enough by their physicians about their risk for mental health conditions and vice versa those with mental health conditions are not educated enough by their physicians about their risks for heart disease Um, and it's kind of a two-way street and and there's a couple more things that i'll share with you all today but from what i've found it almost feels like a case of what came first the chicken or the egg because they're so correlated with one another in both directions that it's not necessarily like you have a mental health condition, so you're going to have heart disease, or you have heart disease, so you might have a mental health condition. Like it can go either direction, and so I think really it's it's important. For one, for us to know, and th- that's why I think this is an important topic for people to listen to, because whether it's affecting you, it may be affecting a loved one, a, uh, you know, a friend, someone you know, and, and it may become an issue for you as well. And I think awareness is big, and that's our theme for the year. And so, if we're not aware that it could be a problem, it's really hard to find a solution for it. And so, you're right. I think encouraging healthcare providers to really have these conversations and help connect the dots for other people, because we didn't know this. And if I hadn't dug into this, I I wouldn't know this now. So it's something that I think a lot of people aren't aware that they need to be paying attention to in their own lives. And so you're right, I don't think it's talked about enough. And hopefully this can encourage people to to do their own research and kind of advocate for themselves in these areas.
3: Do you think it's also like there's a barrier there, like Oh, I, I'm stressed. Well, nothing's gonna. My health's not gonna be affected because I'm stressed. Do you think it's because a lot of people don't know that that it you can, you know, or a lot of people don't want to be aware of it, you know? Maybe was it you put your head in the sand and don't want to deal with it? Kind, yeah, kind, you know,
1: kind of type thing. I think sometimes we get so used to a certain level of stress that we almost just like become numb to it like we know we're overwhelmed we know we have a lot going on we are like chronically fatigued because of all the commitments we've made but it almost is just it's our normal now Mm -hmm. and like i think we know subconsciously that we're doing some damage But it's just we've gotten so used to this is just how it is that you think about it. I don't know if you're like me. Sometimes I'm like, I crave free time so much. And then on the rare occasion that I get get like a free Saturday, then I'm like, whoa, what do I do? (laughs) Like for a little while, you're like, oh, I slept in just a little bit. Maybe I watched a show. And then you're just kind of like, oh, well, what? What now? So (laughs) I don't know if we've just kind of made ourselves immune to it. We don't even think about it.
0: And we may just be conditioned to be moving, 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 moving. Because mm-hmm. I find myself doing that if I get that free evening or that free day on the weekend, then I'm suddenly thinking, well, I need to be doing something. Yeah, I need to be productive.
1: Yeah, like why? Well, there's got to be something that mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be doing. Like what we am feel I guilty. Mm-hmm. Like I'm guilty. Something is not getting done. I must have forgotten something, or I need to be doing something. Yeah.
3: It does get better. I'm just saying. Yeah. The get, when the children get a little older, it does get better. She said, just I have saying. no problem laying on the couch and
2: not doing anything. Yeah. Um, So the depression part kind of made me think about our aging population Mm -hmm. and especially coming out of COVID and thinking about a lot of people. And I'm sure we were probably depressed at some point, too. I mean, not severely, but just because it was such (laughs) a new unknown thing and we were so secluded. And some of those people still are secluded Mm -hmm. uh, just because the fear of things or maybe it's just a habit now. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder, you know, if it's being addressed with that population.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think isolation, you know, loneliness really feeds um, a lot of these mood disorders, you know, depression, anxiety, you know, when we don't have those connections, we don't have that support in place, it's a struggle. And I I definitely think that COVID shined a light on that for a lot of people. And and not that it wasn't there before, but I think we're much more aware of it now. After going through that experience and you know we we talked about some of the things like the tobacco use the stress the things that kind of go along with someone who's facing a mental health condition and how that increases their risk for heart disease but like I said it goes the other way too and so one of the things that um, we also know is that those who already have heart disease and particularly someone who has experienced a heart attack Okay, they are at a greater risk of being diagnosed with depression. So, for example, if someone had no history of depression whatsoever, but then they have a heart attack after that event, they might start showing symptoms of depression, as they're trying to cope with what has happened with recovery, um, with fear of it happening again, um, and just overall feel, you know, when we don't feel well, like when we're not physically ourselves, it's hard, it does affect our mental state, we can get down much easier. And so, you know, someone who has not suffered with a mental health condition before a mood disorder before, but then they have an event it can definitely go that direction too. And that's why I think, you know, I said, I don't know which came first because I think it can go both directions and it's very personal experience as to whether one came before the other. But either way, we know that they're connected. And one of these quotes that I wanted to pull out of this article from Mental Health America, I thought was really profound. It said, depression can make recovering from a heart attack harder By intensifying pain, worsening tiredness, or causing a person to further isolate, like Amanda said, further isolate themselves, one landmark study found that people with continued depressive symptoms within six months after a heart attack had a 14% higher chance of dying than those without depression. So it's a huge impact. You know, mental health and heart health... We knew, I think, going into this that there was a big deal, but there's a, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal, and it's a, it's a big consideration for anyone facing either or. And I think one of the big things that can make it difficult is the symptoms really overlap. And so sometimes you don't know that you're experiencing both things because both things have a lot of the same symptoms, you know, it, whether it's a heart um, issue or a mental health issue, you're gonna experience things like fatigue, low energy, difficulty sleeping. All of those things are so similar that it can be really hard for you to pinpoint like this is what's going on with me. There's something more here, and so I think it's really important to pay close attention. And and I will say, going back to that that previous conversation where you know people who have had a heart attack, they tend to have more symptoms of depression following that. I think it can be a heart surgery. It can be any big diagnosis that can feel overwhelming. And I know with my my dad, after he had his heart surgery, he struggled emotionally for a little while after that because you don't immediately feel better. You know, you come home and you think, okay, this is gonna fix it, and I'm gonna be a new me, and it takes time, and you're sore, and you're frustrated, um, and for a while, you you can't even drive yourself wherever you wanna go, so you lose a little bit of your freedom. And so all of those things that come along with having surgeries or having had a, a serious condition can really affect your mental state. And so for any of you out there who have loved ones or yourself that are facing, a heart surgery or have experienced a heart attack. No. That this is something that's common. So for one, don't blame yourself if you're feeling these things. Like the, you, there should be no guilt, there should be no shame. Um, it's nothing you've done wrong, it's just the things that you're facing, the stress that's coming at you, it can be difficult to deal with and it, it just kind of makes your whole life pivot in, in that moment and especially with a heart attack because that's so sudden, you're not, not expected. And the same thing with the big surgeries, you might expect it but no one knows <laughs> what that's gonna to be like when they get home you know we we can plan we can talk to other people we can read stories we can talk to our doctor but you don't know what that experience is going to be like until you're actually in the thick of it and so I, I want to encourage those of you who are facing that or who have loved ones who are facing that that this is normal but we also want to address it like It's normal to have these feelings, but don't just let it slide. Don't think, oh, it'll just go away. No, we we want to do something, and we can do something. And I, and I go back to that awareness is key. And like we were talking about, you may not be educated on this by your physician. They might not think to make that connection for you. So you have to be aware and pay attention to your body. And I think that's in anything, um, mental or physical health. You know your body better than any other person on earth. And no matter what someone else tells you, you know if something's right or something's wrong. And so you know what's normal for you and you know what's abnormal for you. And so I encourage you in these matters to really pay attention to yourself and advocate for yourself. If something doesn't feel right, if something doesn't seem right, if you know your emotional state is not where it needs to be, or if you feel like something's not quite right physically, speak up for yourself. You know, pull alongside your support system Um, for sure, because no one wants to do that alone. But sometimes you just have to say no, something's not right and keep pushing it. And I know in my life, not necessarily with heart or mental health issues, um, but physical health issues, I've had to be like, something's wrong. Like I need you to check it out again. Because sometimes we just know we just have intuition. So awareness is key, pay attention to your body, what's normal for you, what's abnormal for you.
0: In my experience, our surgeon did talk to us ahead of time about the depression, that Mm -hmm. that could be something to watch out for and to look for. And we had a really good experience with this surgeon because we felt that we could ask him questions. And I mean, I made a list just about every time we went in to see him of all these questions, and he answered our questions. So I think advocating, just advocating for yourself is, is perfect. But In some cases, they will give you that list of what's normal and what's not normal. And sometimes you might have to read through the paperwork to see it, but... I was a researcher but anyway, so I was like, give me all the papers. I yes. will take all of them, and I'm going to look at all of them. So be ready with my questions.
1: Yes, sometimes it pays to be like the, the over planner researcher, like I would want to know all the things. But I'm also glad to hear that they did point it out mm-hmm. to you all, like that yes. this can happen. Be paying attention for this. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And I am hearing more and more of that lately, of them preparing individuals, that, that this could be a thing that you could struggle and have some some feelings of being down and, and just it's a total different shift in, in how you've been living. And I actually um, know someone who had a surgery recently and They did have a prior um, experience with some mental health conditions, and they weren't where they needed to be at that point or where they wanted to be at that point. And so her treatment team worked very diligently to head that off before the fact. So they knew they needed a surgery, but they knew that mental health was priority because you don't want to go into a surgery already not feeling Mm -hmm. your best. And so they worked really hard to get her to a place where she felt good, she was was really in a good mental place before the surgery, because then it's that much easier to stay on track afterward, as opposed to going into something that is going to take you even deeper. And so I liked seeing that. I think that's encouraging. Um, It does make me feel like there is more just general overall awareness and knowledge out there and that we're working hard to to make sure that people are aware how these things are affecting one another. So, you know, it is good. There's good news. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we're heading in the right direction. That is encouraging and uplifting for me to know that we are helping people out in that way.
0: And I think speaking up, being yeah. able, not going into it that way and just, oh, well, I'm going to be quiet because it's not, it's not that big of a deal. I'll just it'll be fine. But actually speaking up for yourself and letting letting your physicians know when something's not right.
1: Yeah. And I think the fact that people are starting to do that helps me feel that we are beginning to break down those walls of stigma. And people Mm -hmm. are saying, I don't care what people are going to think about me. I care more about how I feel and how I function and, and how I am living my quality of life. And so I think That's beautiful when we get to that point where we can really say, you know what, it's more important that I live my best life than worry about what you think about me for sharing the things about myself and being real. So I'm glad we feel like we can be more real. There are a couple of groups that have higher rates of of heart disease from mental health disorders. And so I just wanna quickly point that out, just so if you're in one of these groups, you can have awareness that you may be at higher risk and you can be really checking yourself for is this something I'm struggling with. So one group is veterans may have a higher risk and they do have a higher rate of heart disease from mental health disorders, mainly due to post-traumatic stress disorder as a result of combat. So that is something to be aware of, something to pay attention to if that's something that you or a loved one has experienced. Another group is women. And this is also due to experiences with um, post-traumatic stress disorder, but also depression. And so if you're a female and those are conditions that you face, you might wanna pay attention. Just pay attention to your heart health, pay attention to your physical health. Couples where one of the two people has post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's not just if you yourself have it, but if you are living with someone and supporting someone who is also facing that. So I think that's important to point out too, because a lot of times we do take on other people's stressors and they become our stressors as well, especially when it's someone we are so connected to and and we just, we almost become one person, right? And then um, there are also racial and ethnic minorities that need to pay attention to this, too, because of higher rates of mental health conditions, maybe lack of health care, other reasons. So anyone in those areas, and that, that covers a lot of people, like, you know, we've touched on lots of groups there. Just be aware that you you may have a higher risk of heart disease for mental health disorders. So just something to know for your personal awareness. Now, we've talked a lot about the correlation. We know that they're connected, but what do we do? And I don't ever want to leave you all with like, oh, well, that was heavy. That's great. We struggle. What do we, there's nothing we can do. There's always something we can do. And so a lot of it are things that we already know, but I think it helps to just, you know, hear it again, have it reiterated. And so we know that healthy lifestyles, make a difference and they make a difference not just for your heart health but for your mental health so the good news is whatever you do to help one is going to in turn help the other and so it's a bonus you're you're helping out both conditions with one thing and so things that we've already talked about before like a balanced diet you know we talked last week nutrition it it's it's big it's important we're not going to be perfect but we try and take those little steps each day to just be a little bit better than the day before Exercise is big, and I think this is important. Like, just get moving. It doesn't mean you have to go to the gym and lift weights or run on a treadmill for an hour every day. I think it's just get your body moving. Just try to not be sitting all the time. You know, whether it like I'm gonna park at the very back spot at the grocery store so I can walk all the way in. I'm gonna take the steps instead of an elevator. Little things like that can make a huge impact, and it doesn't have to be something that you feel like you have to be committed to going to a local gym and just kind of living there. So those small things, but exercise matters. Stress management, of course, you know, knowing yourself, what do you need? What helps you feel de-stressed? What is your self-care routine? And if you don't have one, how can you start implementing small things here and there that make you feel refueled and refreshed? And then your support system. You're digging in and having those people that you feel safe with. And we don't have to have a ton of people to have a good support system. If you have one or two people that you know you can trust, you know you can rely on, you know are there for you, then that makes all the impact in the world. So we want quality, not necessary quantity when it comes to our support systems. And then in this same kind of realm of what can we do, um, the CDC kind of outlined some things that were actions that individuals can take for themselves to help combat this correlation with heart disease and mental health conditions. And so they said recognize signs and symptoms of mental health disorders and heart disease. And so that's what we've been talking about. Just the awareness, just knowing what it looks like, knowing what the signs and symptoms are, knowing your body. That's one thing you can do is just checking in with yourself and being honest with yourself and how you're feeling. Talking to your healthcare professional, we've talked about that too, you know, ask them, they're experts. And even if they weren't the one that connected the dot for you, they can help give you the information once you point it out to them, um, because they may not have knowingly left that information out. But bring it to them and they can help you find the answers that you're looking for. Knowing your family history and genetic factors. So just knowing that history that's around you, knowing um, what you're already at risk for biologically, and then how other factors can can factor into that, and then maintaining that healthy lifestyle. So all of those things we just talked about, that is a big key. And you know, CDC says that's what we want you to do. We want you to help with that. And so, okay, this last part I did not tell the ladies I was going to talk about. And I don't know if you've heard this or not. I hope, I hope maybe you have, but okay. So my, my suggestion here is, you know, friends and family can help too. We talked about support systems. We need that in place. So I am going to suggest that we be like Elmo. (laughs) Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Has anybody heard anything? No? Okay, good. That's even better. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm so, where are you going to
3: get us into all, here? We're all looking around like, what? what just happened?
1: I'm so excited that none of you know what I'm talking about. So, I was doing my research for this podcast episode. And so, my mind is all in realm of mental health and all of those things. And I'm just, you know, scrolling through social media, you know, doing nothing, like letting my brain have a break. And I see this article about Elmo. And, like, tell me, you all know who Elmo is, right? Okay. We're talking about Elmo's world. Elmo's world. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Like, like fuzzy, cuddly, little red character from Sesame Street that's been around for, I don't know, decades. Yes, Elmo. So, I see this article about Elmo. And so, Elmo has been on social media, and he has caused quite a stir in a good way in the past week. And so I have a, a, I pulled out an article I wanted to kind of talk about a little bit. I'm not going to tell you all the details, but I was really excited because Elmo is being a really good friend this week. Elmo is trying to be really supportive this week. Elmo went on social media this week and said, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? And that sounds so simple, right? Like, just the most simple of posts ever. And it blew up. Like, so many people replied. And I, I don't know what the expectation was, but it got so much bigger than what they were thinking. And people started really opening up and being really honest about some really deep things and saying like no Elmo it's not going great like I'm having a hard time and being really gut level honest because someone was willing to ask the question and I think that's really what I got from it is you know like I think We all love Elmo. There's a lot of connection to our childhood and the innocence of our childhood when we think about Elmo and what Elmo represents and that, you know, Sesame Street was a safe place. And so just going on social media and Elmo saying Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? People kind of broke down those walls and got really gut-level honest. And I think, um, you know, Elmo tried to respond to as many of those posts as possible because I don't think Elmo thought that that was going to happen. I don't think that that's like what was expected to come from it. But Elmo ended up saying, you know what, I'm really glad I asked. You know, like Elmo's really glad that I asked this question and I'm really glad that everyone was able to open up and I'm going to ask again soon. And so I put that in this episode because I thought sometimes we forget to do the simplest thing and the simplest thing is to just ask our friends and family and coworkers, and neighbors and whoever we come in contact with even if it's a perfect stranger and and our gut just says I need to I need to check in with this person just saying hey I'm just checking in how's it going how are you doing how are you really doing and I will say that like as a mental health clinician there have been times just in my personal life not in a, a session with a client or a patient that I've been like hey how are you doing and someone will be like oh, I'm good and I've looked at them and been like no no, how are you really doing and sometimes you have to ask twice so I encourage you that if you do decide to be like Elmo and just check in on your people you know if you ask them and they just like oh, give you that generic I'm okay I'm fine I'm I'm good I'm dig deeper and sometimes just ask it again no like now tell me the truth how are you really doing because I think a lot of times we have things that we would like to share or we have um, struggles that are just right under the surface but we don't want to burden other people with our stuff so we keep it buried but if someone genuinely comes to us and asks about it you know we might be like oh I'm not gonna but if they ask you a second time you know that they're they're legit, they're being genuine and it kind of gives you that freedom to just say, "Okay, what well, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to break it down. I'm going to be really honest and I'm going to tell you the truth." And it they don't have to fix you. They don't have to be your therapist. They don't have to give you the world's greatest advice to solve whatever the issue is, but just being heard feels so validating. And I know that we're talking about mental health and heart health but I think sometimes we just need to be heard, whether we're, we're dealing with a physical condition or a mental health condition. We just want someone to listen, just to know that someone cares. And so I do encourage you as we think about things that we can do to help us facing these conditions, just be like Elmo, just be a good friend, just see what's up, just check in with somebody because they, they may appreciate it far, far more than we ever will know. I
3: think about, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm fine. You know, it's oh, fine. Yeah. everybody's fine. It's okay that you're not fine. A lot of times we still have that stigma like you've talked about. We've got to have that wall up. We don't want people knowing that we're not fine. So it is okay to not be okay.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to give ourselves that that freedom, like that permission to be transparent. Because sometimes sometimes we're just not in the best place. Alright, so as we wrap up this episode, I, I want to point out one more time that this correlation is so strong that the American Heart Association and the American Psychological Association both recommend routine screening for depression for those with heart problems. So they have, they've noted this connection and they do recommend screenings if you are facing heart problems. Here's another quote. This was the kind of the ending of the uh, Mental Health America article. And I like it. It's a good message. So I'm going to read directly from the article. So this is a quote. And I am quoting them. But it it is so vitally important that I think this is how we need to kind of wrap up today. So it says, If you are currently being treated for depression, talk to your doctor about medications you might be taking and the risk of heart disease. If you have heart disease and you think you might be showing signs of depression or other mental health conditions, you can take a free anonymous mental health screen at www.mhascreenings.org and talk to your doctor about a referral to a mental health provider. As always, if you're in a crisis situation and you need help immediately, we encourage you to call 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. And I just hope that everyone who's listening to us today, listening to this episode, whether it's today or tomorrow or a year from now, that you'll take the time to assess your own mental health and heart health. And please check out our show notes for more information. And we hope you'll join us again soon. This is Life Simplified. Thanks for listening
0: to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at life simplified Podcast at gmail.com.